0: Baxter Drury has just released his 7th album, titled I Thought I Was Better Than You. We found Baxter home in West London, where he's been trying not to read the reviews of the new record.
1: And he's a brave man, eating hummus in the morning, breakfast imposter, leisure-seeking honeysucker, living on the Thames with his dreamboat, honey, big man laughing. It's not oh, the review that drives you nuts. It's a cyclical you that drive yourself nuts. So that's what right. you've got to learn. Is that It's all a, your, a review is a blank canvas to project your own fears upon, no matter what it says. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's pretty Jungian, Freudian or something. Yep, yep. Well, I don't your, think it means anything, does it really? It, it depends on how insecure you feel. Yep. Well, this is your
0: sixth album. Like you say, you're an old hand at this. What is it? 7. 7, Seven. holy Seven. crap. I got to put a new new number there. All right, thanks yeah. for the correction. Uh
1: yeah. So um uh, I don't know if you you might be right actually. I'm just going by what I read, so. <laughs> <You know. laughs> um so uh, do you remember releasing
0: your first album and how you felt compared to how it feels now or are you still sitting in bed at night reading the reviews?
1: Uh, well no. I mean, I was more sensitive. I, no, I I don't remember. I mean, I don't really account for history that well just i just sort of think about it that much and i just sort of look forward and get quite bored sorry we've got a lot of banging here as well Does someone decided to redevelop their house this morning so of course i did um we i so i yeah i just don't think that historically you know i just don't tend to look back right or measure up either experience um i just sort of like doing things and then moving forward really i'm already bored of this one so let's i'd like to do something else you know but i think once you play it live and you exhaust that the the kind of the physical side of it and then you'll understand what it is because one thing is on records quite academic yeah until you play it you sort of understand what the songs mean or or whether they work that they they need to work on two different levels i guess Right. And I think you shouldn't really take anything seriously until two years after the event. Right. <laughs> you more of a global understanding of what you've done, which could be significant or insignificant, either one. But
0: yeah. So you just did a gig in Bristol a couple of days ago, did you?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. No, I haven't done any
0: gigs. No. Oh, okay i went to to setlist.fm and they told me you did so oh, um, i don't know what they're talking
1: about maybe someone else <laughs> yeah. i was in bristol doing a signing some records that was that was the extent i was maybe that's uh,
0: what that was yeah somebody yeah, yeah totally to logged something in so 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 are you getting away from the the, the recorded versions of these tunes to the the live versions Do you have to kind of rethink or go back to them? How does the process work for
1: you? You just you've got to kind of find an exciting middle ground because they're quite kind of uh, there's a lot of samples and stuff. So you've got to kind of interpret that in a live way without ruining the what you did on record and without you know like asking people to mine because that's a bit silly. But you uh, you I start of yeah, it's a it's a balancing act. Hmm. Making it interesting, I think. Right. We haven't really worked it out yet. We've got two days to work it out on that. Uh-huh. No oh, pressure. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Very good. So, um, this record was kind of made and written and thought about during the COVID thing, like everything else is these days. And I understand you worked with your son co writing a bunch of songs. What, what
1: What is that like writing with your son? Well, I didn't really write. We were just sort of hanging out in lockdown, right. under <laughs> lockdown conditions. And, and I saw sort of he wrote some music and I asset stripped him rather than he wrote songs with me. Right. It was more like he was just in. He had a brief period interested in music. <laughs> All right. and, I, and I kind of I stole it, really, and you know, negotiate sure. to negotiated it off him. But it was, yeah, so it wasn't really a kind of, we weren't this sort of happy, collective, positive, creative unit. But am right. not saying we're not, but we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which is good, I think, because otherwise that might be a bit cheesy. Right, so what is his
0: main interest in if it's not music at the moment?
1: He's finding. you know, he has a range of options. He's a young oh, guy, <laughs> he's surveying a kind of, he's looking, undecided, that's a good place to be.
0: Okay. And you've also written a memoir. So yeah. that's an interesting process, I'm sure, looking back and you know scrutinizing yourself and, and putting it down on paper. So, does that affect the way that the music was made as well and the way you think about yourself?
1: Uh, I don't know if it affects the way I think about myself, but it, I mean, it, it, it's a sense of achievement writing something. And then sure. yeah. <laughs> you, can, you, know, you can source some stories from writing books and stuff, I think. You're either going to write about how you, you know, use the moon lit up your a moment or something. You know, you could do something ethereal, songwriting ethereal nonsense. Or I, I did on this album tend to, I dug into some childhood stories, but they're not very accurate. They're not a document of right, right events. They're more of an abstract interpretation, songwriting, abstract nonsense. <laughs>
0: And, and is that because you don't want to get too close to the truth or it just makes a more interesting story?
1: Uh, I don't I don't know if you're capable of getting too close to the truth by a songwriter. You know, it's a bit boring and a bit painful. Uh, right. I, I, I don't, I'm not really sure. I, mean, I just wrote some songs vaguely based. No, I mean, you get to the truth in a book. That's a lot of words. But this is music interferes with stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it should I mean you've got to honor the music first I feel the story is a sort of um, is secondary to the music
0: all right so I think you were quoted somewhere along the lines as saying that this album was a bit more hip-hoppy than other ones have been is there a reason for that and is that accurate <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know what reasons. Just just interest, keeps you motivated, do something different. Right. <laughs> um, and I just quite like hip-hop. But I, it's not appropriated hip-hop. It's just a bit of a it's mildly inspired by. Right. But yeah. I think it's just you just try and shake it up a little bit. If you're just a bloke that can't sing, you, right. you need to change <laughs> the um, setting a little bit right. to sort of sell it to the people.
0: So I've noticed you've been quoted saying that you can't sing. Was there a point in time when you realized you couldn't sing?
1: There was a point. It, um, no, no. I mean, I you know I knew that from, <laughs> it's, it's a Ponzi scheme. You know, it's not. Like, <laughs> it's not. Um, no, I didn't ever think. I, I'm sort of grateful for not singing, right? Mostly, and I knew that from the start. You know, but yeah, I, I wasn't that bothered i don't think you know in a certain circle of music you have to be able to sing you know what i mean gotcha all right
0: so the album starts with a track called so much money and you got your friend madeline helping you out on that do you mind telling me why that opens the album and maybe i don't know how much you want to reveal about the process of how it came to be the track itself hey boy
1: Son of Genghis Khan Never gonna be like us Business class villains Never gonna be like us Kettlebells on the stairwell Potato-faced ancestors Never gonna be like us Slayers of human choice Repixelated Never gonna be like us Turbulence of the mind and body
0: and there's a sample in there. Is it? Did I? Is it from Citizen Kane?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. It's like, like random. It's a bit kind of it's a Coleridge poem or something, you know. Right. Cuba Khan thing, um, and I thought it was Cuba Khan's quite. I didn't realise he was the son of Genghis. Right. And the sort of mythological idea that he imprisoned himself in a sort of luxurious um um environment. You know, he got he got stranded in in his own indulgence. So I thought that was on it. Very pretentious, really.
0: (laughs) All you had to do is just get rosebud in there and you're all set to go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And
0: and tell me about how you and uh, Paul White work together on these tracks. Who does what and what kind of processes is is that all about?
1: Are you just are you roll up but paul white's got a small studio and you roll up and he and you make some songs you know it's just really easy he's just put some beats down and it's a very very easy process so he's just a very relaxed guy vapes and chills and you know <laughs> Bapes <very> and chilled. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so when you come in to to a session how much is it planned out and how much is it spontaneous
1: um, and it's very spontaneous, really. I not very planned out at all. um it, it's uh, it's it's hard to plan these things really, with this kind of music, right? You have a kind of strong tuition intuition because uh, you've done it before. so you right. sort of try and avoid the pitfalls of the same thing, I think' is probably it's trying to be inventive and not be the same. All right.
0: So when you say this kind of music, uh, what kind of music is that? Is it something that you heard before or that made you think that this is the kind of music that you want to make?
1: I don't know. Which, uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, uh, it, um, it's the kind of, yeah, just the same music you may have made before. Whatever this music is, right? it's just you're trying to change it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. All
0: right. And how much do you uh, take part in the videos and the visualization of whatever comes out?
1: Well, on this on this one, uh, there was a very strong-minded, willed guy that just sort of took over. I said loads of ideas and he pretended to listen and then he just right. uh, did whatever he wanted. Said, but yeah, <laughs> That was great. I'm quite grateful for that. It's always better to have someone strong in their own field. When you're interfering too much, they usually compromise the, the process, I find. Right. Right. All right. So
0: it looks like we had a good time making some of them
1: oh so so much fun yeah
0: now you have another person uh helping out on some of these tracks uh and i'm not sure how to pronounce her name is it jay gray or
1: jay gray yeah she yeah. was great yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah especially one called crowded rooms because here in new zealand we have
1: crowded house so uh oh yeah yeah, yeah. very similar yeah um... neil, neil
0: finn's right around the corner here so Why did you choose to work with her? How did you find
1: her? She just rolled up. She was next door in the studio and she'd heard that we were working there and she just sort of bullied her way in and that was that really. It wasn't really a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Sounds like it's easy to get on your record.
1: Very easy, yeah. You don't have to ask. It's an open door policy. (laughs) I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So you said that you're already bored with this record, and you're thinking about the next one. What are you thinking about?
1: Uh, I, uh, you know, something new, something different, dance record. Yeah, you know, like just something a less, um, well, personally poignant to me. You know, not so personal. Something a bit more facile, facile dance music for the for the, for the old people.
0: all right (laughs) that sounds like fun (laughs) yeah Yeah, you're thinking so aging is on your mind it it feels like
1: well it's there whatever i say yeah i mean i mean you you have to recognize it so you don't look like a strawberry okay (laughs) yeah Yeah. to me you're just a youngster what are you
0: like 51 52 something like
1: I'm I'm 51, very steadily 52. Yeah, I just, I just think you've got to be uh, you don't have, you can't be too overexcitable, or otherwise you it starts to look a bit wrong, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it works for Mick Jagger.
1: Well, I didn't say it would work, Mick Jagger, really. <laughs> All right,
0: very good. Okay, I'll put you out of your misery here. Um. Thank you for
1: for talking to me. Thank just, you, mate. Sorry I, I, that I, we have ever thing there. Builders right. and technical problems and all sorts. All,
0: all is good. You no, know, come down here and show us what you can do. It'd be great. All right, mate.
1: Thank you very much, dude. See you thank later. Thank you. I